the Christian O'Connell Breakfast Show podcast. All right, so we're doing Mount Rushmore now. This is where each Thursday morning we all get together and we debate uh, a, a topic, and we've got to put four up on the Mount Rushmore. Today we're going with showbiz animals. These are the greatest animals that have ever been in TV shows or movies. So if you want to put one name forward to go on our Mount Rushmore of four, nine four one four one zero four three. Patsy, you go first. What's it for you for a showbiz animal? For me, definitely Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. Oh, I love that show. I used to hurry home from school, turn it on the telly, sit down there with my wheat bix and watch Skippy. The adventures of Sonny and Skippy, the kangaroo, the special effects were so bad. Basic one, though, very basic. It was a very, very different time. And for our younger viewers, and I'm including Jack Post in this, how would you describe what happened in a normal episode? Oh, look, it was any manner of things. They had a dolphin loose in the National Park once. Mind you, it's in the middle of the Aussie bush. What's the matter, Skippy? What's got you all excited? It's a dolphin in the National Park. It was just ridiculous. But it was just, I don't know, it was so addictive. It was a great show. But it was a very innocent time growing up, wasn't it? I mean, we used to get in England. I used to love watching it. Did you? Oh, my God, yeah. Same as you. You would actually be, and don't forget, because people now, they're used to, like, kids' TV shows are on demand. They're constantly available. Did you have the same in England? Kids TV were on for about an hour and a half and yep. they went, now bugger off to bed, it's time for adults. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you Actually had like got an, an, hour. an hour and a half. That yeah. was it. Really, yeah, I think it was like an hour of kids TV in the yeah. other. That's a leg it home from school. It was, was no undermined. Window, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was great. And the accents were different. They were so thick Australian and it was just quintessential 70s Australia. I also remember that uh, about every second or third episode, right, even I as an eight-year-old kid would go, Seems to be a lot of this recurring storyline. It was always someone who was just stuck down the bottom of a well, <laughs> yes. right? And a kangaroo could go and raise the alarm by yeah. bouncing into town where someone was like sat in some kind of Australian watering hole, <laughs> you know, three deep into schooners. And the, the kangaroo would start doing that thing to him. And he'd go, what's that skit? He's stuck down the shaft again. <laughs> and then go and get him. And even as a kid, I went, come on. Come on, Australia. But we had all the merch at home, like the plates and the cups. I've still got my plate and cup. <laughs> I do. still got her. Uh, excuse me. I saw the photo of it. It's amazing. We've got yeah. to put it up online because yeah. it's, I can't believe it's still merchandise these days, especially our stuff. Don't put that in the dishwasher. Those mugs. Oh, yeah, my face laughed. will be at the bottom yeah. of your dishwasher. Okay. <laughs> However, how old is that, do you think? Well, I got it when I was five. So it's 50, 57? <laughs> no, it's not that old. Oh, sorry, showbiz age. Oh, yeah, yeah, 22. But I loved it and I've still got it. Now Audie uses it. Oh, I think that's something really special. Has Audie ever seen it? The TV uh, show? Yeah, we've showed her a couple of episodes. She yep. thinks it's ridiculous. After the Golden Girls, you'll go straight into Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> Audi, we're going to take a quick break from another episode of The Golden Girls. <laughs> to Skippy. All right, so animals and TV shows and movies. What are your favourites for, uh, this morning from Mount Rushmore? The Christian O'Connell Breakfast Show Podcast. Christian, this is Karen out in uh, Mornington Peninsula. Listen to the show right now. Good morning, Karen. Flipper the Dolphin. Uh, Flipper was great, but the older brother of the boy who was Flipper's friend was hot. I had a huge crush on him. We could do a whole show talking about crushes you had on TV characters. Uh, P.S. I'm so jealous that Pat's has a Skippy uh, mug and plate as my mum <laughs> threw mine out when I turned a teenager. Oh, no. That's harsh. All right, for me then, if we're talking about the greatest uh, showbiz animal, uh, it's got to be this guy, Littlest Hobo. Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is
One of the greatest TV theme tunes ever, this. And she had lyrics in it. Hobo style, travelling light. They always played this at the end. The theme tune was at the end with the little hobo about a dog that would help out a little community or a, a person down their luck or a little uh, lonely kid. And then he'd wander off down a road by himself. And every episode, it broke my heart at the end. I genuinely get really sad thinking, why doesn't he want to just stick around? Why doesn't anyone offer the dog a home? He's just wandering around. When does he eat? You never saw hobo eating or having a little drink. I used to get very concerned by it. Anyway, it was also, I believe, one of the most insane TV shows ever about a dog who can't talk. But these are some of the... I've read these out before because I'm obsessed with The Littlest Hobo and how it ever got to be a TV show. Littlest Hobo is about a dog, right? A real-life dog that can't talk. However, these are some of the episode descriptions. This happened in the 80s. Hobo helps rescue a ballerina who wants to defect from her Iron Curtain captors. <laughs> it's a dog that can't talk. Hobo witnesses a hit-and-run accident and forces a confession. <laughs> Hobo rescues a politician's son from kidnappers when the police can't. How? He's a dog that can't talk. Hobo helps a stuntman get work and confidence. Hobo aids a financially troubled church. They must. I would if I could work on any TV show, have a time machine. I'd go back and work, work as one of the scriptwriters. They must have just come up with this in the pub. Yes. A mime, a mime, a mime, and a deaf boy help hobo the dog prevent a robbery. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. Hobo finds an undetonated World War Two bomb. Considering this was set in America, this is pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, little hobo for me. Let's go into lines now about which uh, animals and TV shows and movies you think should be on a Mount Rushmore. Jim, good morning. G'day, Christian. Good morning, Jim. How are you going? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Uh, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for calling in. What's the animal from uh, movies or TV show for you? Clyde the orangutan from Clint Eastwood's Any Which Way You Can and Every Which Way But Loose. Oh, my God, I used to yes. love those movies. They were huge, weren't they? They made a couple, didn't they? They were. Yeah, there was, there was only two of those, but he made, he's made a lot of great movies. Yeah, but when we talk about but, Clint Eastwood, one of the greatest directors and actors ever, mm -hmm. people forget about that he was in two movies where he was a street fighter and his companion was a giant eight-foot orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did right so turn, Clyde. That's it, right <laughs> But you, the whole movie, you'd be sat anticipating that great one line about right turn, Clyde. Yeah, you would be. He loved the beer. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, Jim, thank you very much. You call. Cool. Have a good day. No worries. Have you seen any which way but this? I, don't, I have oh, no idea what you guys are talking oh, about. Now I am imagining Clint Eastwood fighting with an eight. Did you say eight foot orangutan? Yeah, it's like it's a, a proper big, orangutan, yeah. right? Not CGI. CGI hadn't been invented, but he was like he would travel from town to town fighting people. Clint would. Yeah, that's who he was. He was a professional kind of street. He's like a human version of uh, the Little Hobo. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was actually. But he didn't. He did not help that mime and a deaf boy. All right, let's go to uh, Matt's on the line. Good morning, Matt. Morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, we're good. I hope you're well, Matt. And uh, what's good, the yeah, animal? Yeah, I'm great. What's the animal it for you? It has to be the world's most famous talking horse, Mister Ed. Yeah, Mister Ed. <laughs> Absolute <This> is... icon. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, you know, do you, what makes him an icon? Well, mate, my dad grew up watching him. He was so uh, you know in the fifties and sixties. They replayed him in the eighties. I mean, Hello. Any horse, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad was the same, Matt. He used to love Mr. Ed. Yeah. Well, that's great, though. You know, hiding everything from everybody other than Wilbur. 
Uh, Wasn't it a simpler time that that was a thing? That would become a thing that captivated the world. It was a huge TV show all over the world. The only memory I have of it is him, the, the owner, chatting to Mr. Ed yeah. outside the barn. Yeah, was it in any other scene? And it looks as boring <laughs> as crap. Like, how low was the bar for entertainment where everyone went, it's amazing. Have you seen it? Did you see last night's episode? All around the water cooler at work. Yeah, well, that Mr. Ed's a one, isn't he? <laughs> and mate, any, anyone that can make talk with peanut butter is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Mouthful of peanut butter, you're an absolute legend. Matt, thank you very much. You're cool. Have a good day. Don't worry, guys. Thanks. The Christian O'Connell Breakfast Show Podcast.